thing was? Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. No, where I thought you were taking that. No, I was saying, um, COVID. COVID? Noah looked and said, it's a simple calculus. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'll start recording yet because I do have to run to the restroom. The joke's on you because I already have. Did you really? Yeah. Okay, well, help him on yourself. Wait, can they hear me? I think so. I might see how the audio sounded. You know, classic, uh, whatever the frick we do here. I'll turn it up a little bit. I'm going to see how that sounds. Hello. Hello. Cole, say hello. Hello. Say it a little louder, Cole. Hello. Louder. Hello. I'll allow it. Uh, two things to begin. One, welcome to On The Fly. Which, on the fly. do I ever say, like, welcome to the actual listeners, or do I just say it to you? I'll need to listen back to that. I was thinking about that earlier. Like, I feel like I'm only ever welcoming you. But I never, I think like... when you say, welcome to On The Fly, it applies to me and the listeners. Okay. Second thing. Have you ever heard someone be referred to as crunchy? I don't think so. Crusty, maybe. All right. When I say, when I say, ooh, she crunchy... What does that imply to you? I'm curious. The, it's a trap. The way that you said she crunchy instead of she is crunchy makes me well, think it's probably a good thing. I want to say, you know me, I don't really use syntax very well. So don't take how I say it in any context because I try to get away with what I can. So um, let's say I, I have would, said she is crunchy. I would feel like that would be a bad thing. I think that would be like sketchy. Okay, so you think that means it's described as something as sketchy? Yeah. All right. Unless you're talking about, like, animation, in which case I would think it would mean low frame rate. No, apparently I heard this term, I forget when, but I was thinking about it because I was eating a bowl of yogurt and granola at this moment. That's right, I'm healthy. Uh, but apparently someone described someone as crunchy, and I took it as, like, oh, they don't shower. Like, every time they move, they kind of crunch as if, like, a mm. layer of grime is built on them. Turns out the term crunchy reflies like, oh, she's granola. Like, she's sort of like a, wears a headband all the time, you know. What with the earth, eating granola. Oh. I was floored by that, but this has nothing to do with anything we're doing. Cole, you're allowed to talk, you know. Hacky sacks. All right, cool. Yeah, we're, mm. we're, uh, hacky sacks. Like Vaughn from Community. Crunchy. <laughs> He's a crunchy boy. Well, yeah, so it's me and Noah today, and also Noah's new roommate, Cole, who's a friend of ours. He's never been on the show. I don't know if we want to call this his official introduction or not, but we'll have, we'll have a Cole Center. He's campus. looking like a deer caught in headlights right now. I didn't think it was expecting to be called out at all. My but. eyes are big. <laughs> all right, well, feel free to uh, give your two cents if you feel, but don't feel pressured. I just want everyone to know he's here. But And he did beat me in chess one time. He beat me in chess one time. It was not a good night. <laughs> Actually, it was a really fun night. That just was the low point. Anywho, today, in all things on the fly related, we've decided, that's a weird way to put it, we've decided just because it's February, which is widely regarded to as Oscar season, that mm-hmm. we will be doing our own on the fly Oscars, which at first it was just us going like, all right, we are going to choose a bunch of different categories and give the definitive Oscars to those definitive movies, but... You know, where's the democracy in that? Where's the people's voice? So, 
we will be doing all-time Oscar nominations. So we're going to list a bunch of categories, choose some nominees. I'm going to make an email for On The Fly. If anyone so pleases to send us an email of their votes, we'll take those into consideration and come back to you with the official Oscar winners. We are five minutes into this. I think we're actually doing pretty good on time because usually it takes about ten minutes to get to the crux of things. So, bully for us. <laughs> All right. So I guess we just get into it. We didn't really plan very much. I was going to make a plan today, but then I was at work, and that was a lot, and I never got around to doing anything else. So here we are. How about this? I imagine you have at least one category for Oscars in mind. I've got a few. You can list one. We can both give some some nominees, and mm -hmm. then I can list one. We can both give some nominees. I'm thinking we each give two, and then we throw a wild card in there. I don't know what that wild card is. Two what, categories or nominations? Oh, okay. Mm. And also, I think usually there's like five nominees at least. One thing that um, Cole brought up on the way over here. Who's Cole? I'm kidding. Um, is do the nominees have to be this year? Because that's kind of how oh, the Oscars no, work. Oh, no, no, no. These are the all-time Oscars. All-time Oscars, okay. On-the-fly all-time Oscars. Universal Oscars. But yeah, so I think the one I was thinking about the most, just because we're big animation guys, is best animated feature of all time. So let's see. I'll give a nominee. You'll get... Actually, you know what? I've given the category. You give the first nominee. I think I know where you're going to go with it. All right. Then I'll give a nominee. We'll go back and forth. We'll get four. And then... Maybe I'll just do four. Maybe that's best. Or just I'm currently chewing a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. One sec. Or all of the fifth nominees are the movie, the Emoji movie. Or Brokeback Mountain. That would completely destroy any credibility our, our nominations have. Fair enough. Okay. As if we had credibility to begin with. But continue. <clears throat> So, if anybody knows me, they probably already know the answer to this question, but my nomination for the best animated feature film of all time is none other than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I figured as much. Are we going to defend our nominations? Um, I guess give a brief synopsis. A brief synopsis. Like, brief, brief, because we're going to have a bunch brief of Brief explanation. So, it's a movie about Spider-Man who, actually, he dies. I'm going to stop you there. That's brief enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a Spider-Man movie. But Spider-Man dies. Game-changing animation, great dialogue, great music, great story. Everything I, 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 cu is I cut you off. You're, you can't anymore. All right. My nominee for the greatest animated movie of all time, Treasure Planet. Mm. I was obsessed with movies as a kid. It's pirates. It's space. It's like the two things a 6-slash-18-year-old-slash-25-year-old boy is obsessed with. So I think it's great for all ages. Loved as a kid, loved it now. Treasure Planet. That was one of the last animated Disney movies, right? Or 2D, kind of 2D animated. Around that era. It was when Pixar was kind of picking up steam with the whole 3D animated game. And mm -hmm. everyone else was catching on. There was, yeah, pick, Disney was like, okay, this is what's new. Let's get rid of the old. That movie was, um, I read, I saw a lot of like uh, tinfoil conspiracy hat videos just going like, that movie was sent out to die. Like... The marketing apparently wasn't pushed very well. They put it at the same time as, like, Harry Potter. Didn't mm. do very well. Bombed. There were plans for a sequel that just never came to fruition just because 
it didn't do well, which is a shame because it is the best Disney animated movie probably of all time. It's very good. It's very good. The 3D is a little bit dated, but it's still a great story. 3D for 2001, mind you, or yeah. 2. That's so. exactly. Dated. Well, yeah, dated's right, but for the time, you know, chef's kiss. Okay. Um, my second nomination is going to be... Um, is this only 2D slash 3... Can it be 3D animated? You say whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, my previous favorite movie of all time before Spider-Man came out was Wally, actually. So okay. I'm going I'm to put that up there as a, a nomination. All right. I think that may be the first time that um, Pixar had actual footage of real people in one of their animated movies. But I think it's the only time they've ever done that. Yeah. That's not why I like it. That's actually one of the weaker parts of the movie. But I just love the whole first opening scene and whole opening act with no dialogue, just music. Just watching Wally ride around doing his thing. Cool. It's great. Do you have a pen? He does not. He's shook his head no. I have a pen in my backpack. I, I got a desk over here. I'll go grab one. I should. I was going to start writing these down, and then I didn't. Greatest animated movies of all time. The Oscar nominees are... Writing up animated. Into the Spider-Verse. I did not write that right well at all. I just got pressured under time. Uh, let's see, what did I say? I said Treasure of Planet. Wally. And officially, we're doing four nominees. The final nominee for the greatest anime movie. Mo I, I always talk way too fast. I get too excited. That's on me. The final nominee for the greatest animated movie Oscar for the all-time on-the-fly Oscars is The Iron Giant. I knew what I was going to say. I wasn't vamping for time. The Iron Giant. Still haven't seen it. Still want to see it. No, actually, I, actually, I saw it when I was like four on TV, but I didn't see the whole movie. I know. I'm, I'm, I plan to sit you down and watch it, as well as watch the Pirates Caribbean movies. Which, that gave me another idea for a category for the Oscars. And we'll get to that in a minute. We did not end up getting back to that because I had forgotten that I had said that. But what I was going to do was going to have a category for best trilogies. And just a few off the top of my head... As I was mentioning, the Pirates Caribbean 1 through 3, really love those. Uh, obviously, you can't go without saying the original Star Wars trilogy. I'd argue for the prequel trilogy. I really like them. Obviously, the Lord of the Rings. Mm, I like Hobbit, but I do feel like it's got a lot of problems that keep it from being a great trilogy. Should it have been? Should have definitely been two movies. Matrix 1 through 3, I really like. I now realize I'm just rambling on a rant that no one's going to reply to. But I'm this far in, might as well finish up. I want to say Indiana Jones 1 through 3, but I recently saw Temple of Doom again and it does not hold up. 1's still great. 3, it's been a while, but I can't wait to watch it again. We'll probably have an episode on that later. Um, not a terribly big fan of the John Wick series. They're fun, but outside of that, I wouldn't call them a great trilogy. Technically, it's almost four movies now. Uh, I think that's the end of this rant. 
unless I can think of anything in the last couple seconds. Nope, that's all I got. Uh, but yeah, those are our four nominees. And what's the next category, Noah? The next category is what is the best planet in our solar system? Mm, best planet in our solar system. Yep. I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and take the first um, nomination as per protocol, but I have my ideas. I'm going to give... I'm going to go straight into the pity vote. Um, I'm going to say Pluto. Wow. Controversial. I'm, uh, I'm going to give it the Brendan Fraser vote, where, uh, you know, back in the day, we took it for granted. You know, he was a he was a solid guy, you know, a swell fella. And then he kind of just fell off the map. Uh, yeah. But now I think he's... Has, have we reinstated him yet? I think he has been reinstated. Last we, I heard. We've, we've welcomed him back with open arms. Uh, he's making a comeback, and... I think he was reinstated with an asterisk. It's a dwarf planet now. I mean, hey, the word planet's in there, so yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Pluto. Are you calling him short and round? <laughs> he's a... He's Your a words, not mine. Pluto's a short king in my book, if there ever was one. But yeah, that's my first nominee. All right. Well, I think you glossed over easily the best planet in the solar system. I don't know how this planet did not make number one on the list. Um, but that is our very own terra firma Earth. You see, that's a bit of a, a bit of an expected answer, you know. I mean, it's got the lowest lows, not gonna lie, but it also has the highest highs. I mean, which planet has the biggest dirt bags on it? I don't know. I didn't see a lot mm. on Saturn. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, that leads me into my next nominee, Saturn. Just that big old juicy boy with his. Big old juicy rings. Mm-hmm. I've decided to get really into this weird. We still talking about Brendan Fraser? Well, no, <laughs> we we are no longer talking about Brendan Fraser. We're talking about uh, Saturn, and I've decided to use his words because I know it's going to make my little brother uncomfortable. Hi, Peter. I know you're listening to these now. Hope you're enjoying this. That's your official shout out. You've gotten one. You made it. You did it. You won, Charlie. I was going off a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory rant there. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it really it. landed, but... Um, okay, let's see. Fourth planet nomination. This planet is a bit of a rebel. Go this, on. This planet doesn't see things from the same perspective as the other planets. This planet may be considered lazy, can but I, I think he's just, just twisting things up a little bit. Am I allowed to guess? You can guess. Is it Uranus? <laughs> It is not. It is Neptune, the sideways planet. Okay, I thought Uranus was the sideways one. Which I oh, guess... crap. Wait, maybe it is. I think you're actually right. I just took a stab in the dark. Neptune, that's a fun planet. I keep mm-hmm. forgetting about Neptune. People be sleeping on Neptune. Oh, man. One day we will. But in a... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I, I think it is a gas giant, so probably not. All right, I'm going to look up which planet is sideways. I'll see I'm what... going to be so embarrassed if I've mislabeled this planet. Also, I found it really fascinating. You went right into the uh, obscure ones, mm-hmm. where the I think the idea in my mind was like, all right, we'll do like maybe two or three regular movie categories, and then we'll jump into like the random ones. Oh but, yeah, I went straight for planets. you did and sideways planet. I'm googling it now. You can maybe hear my key clicks. Sideways planet. Which planet is sideways? The unique tilt makes Uranus appear to spin sideways, oh. orbiting the sun like a rolling ball. The first planet found with the aid of a telescope 
<laughs> aid. Uranus. Uranus was discovered in 1781 by astronomer William Herschel, although he originally thought it was either a comet or a star. Wow. So, hold up. I'm looking at... You know how Google gives you, like, the people also ask questions? Uh-huh. So, the two first questions are, why is Uranus tilted sideways? And the next one is, why is Neptune on its side? Oh. So, maybe you're right. Let's see. I just clicked on why is Neptune on its side. For example, Pluto and Neptune have a 2 colon 3. What is that? 2 to 3? I believe so. 2 to 3 orbital resonance, which means that for every two of Pluto's orbits around the sun, Neptune orbits three times. The resonance between a planet's precision and its orbital precision is known as a secular spin. Okay, that's not what I was looking for at all. I'm getting bored here. Okay, well, you gave it to Neptune. Neptune got it. I was actually kind of intrigued, but... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad. It Can we add a fifth one in this? Would that be Uranus? Um, I was actually going to go Mars, because that's, that's our... Mars um, is a pretty classic planet. That's our closest chance at the potentially Olympics. hopping planets. Oh. All right, Elon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep the weird train going before we get back to movies. The next category I want to see on the board here is... Uh, Oscars for the names that Noah will go for as a granddad. Ooh. I'm going to label this title Noah Granddaddy. Uh, Naturally. Noah, what would you say is your first nominee for the future names your grandchildren will call you? Um, I haven't given this a lot of thought, but... It's on the fly. Off the top of my head... I don't know. I, I feel like... I'm going to end up being stuck with the name No-No. Okay, there we go. That's the first uh, that's the first nominee is No-No. I really like that. It's kind of a granddad name. I'm trying to think of writing the fine line between like <laughs> nasty and disgusting, but also wholesome and Noah approved. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. It's not going to be as Chestnut. Chestnut? Mm-mm. That's nominee number two. No-No and Chestnut. We have a few listeners who are going to understand that reference. Remind me. I mean, I, I know in the back of my mind, I don't. I think we have mentioned it before, but, you know, people, not everyone listens every episode. So. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's probably not a very interesting story to people who don't know these people, but some friends of mine from Kentucky, um, specifically Barrett Garrigan, tried to give me the nickname Chestnut on one of our long road trips and I was vehemently against it because I heard C-H-E-S-T-N-U-T and I was very uncomfortable with that. I later found out it was C-H-E-S-N-U-T which I am a little bit more okay with. Chestnut. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I like that. I think it's kind of funny. And so then um, I casually mentioned that to you in senior year and you proceeded to make a sign in our senior (laughs) classroom that said, reminder, do not call Noah Chestnut. In a sense, I was looking out for you. Yeah. I got a good laugh out of it. And yeah. nobody did, so I, I guess it worked. <laughs> and no one called him Chestnut. But a lot of people questioned it. So I guess Chestnut is my... I just realized I wrote down Chestnut on here. With a T? Yeah. I didn't even... Nice. That was subconscious. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess, my first nominee. What is... Let's see. Let's see. What's another... Does it have to be a Noah-specific granddad name, or can it just be a granddad? Not necessarily. I call uh, the my grandparents on my dad's side, Nami and Bapa. Mm. That's nowhere near their regular names. But somehow it stuck. So 
kind of like Bapa, actually. Bapa's pretty good. Maybe he's not can bad. I, can I snag that? You want Bapa? I'll take Bapa. All right. I want the royalties. <laughs> All right. No, no, chestnut, Bapa. A little weird calling you Bapa. <laughs> well, it will be my grandkids, not you. You said I wasn't going to be your grandkid. I'm going to find a way to go through the temporal wormholes and <laughs> make it work. Oh. Um, I'm going to say if my final nomination for uh, potential Noah grandfather names, uh, I had it and then I lost it, but it was along the lines of like the grandest of daddies. Ooh, ooh, I like that. In fact, if you want to go ahead and call me that from now on, I would not complain. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> the grandest of daddies. So our nominees are No-No, Chestnut, Bapa. And the grandest of daddies. <laughs> so that is our third category. No, what's our next category for the on-the-fly, all-time on-the-fly Oscars? Mm. Okay, probably should have thought about this during the last one. Nonsense. Um, bringing it back into the movie realm, let's say best movie soundtrack. Okay. Soundtrack. And dang it, I gotta go first. Mm. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this one. I... Felt it occasionally, and that answer is and possibly the winner is the Muppets from 2011. Ooh, so we got some. That's some a very good nomination. Bangers of songs, which are mostly good, but just are on this list mostly for the inclusion of Man or Muppet, which is mm -hmm. the best existential crisis uh, Jason Segal and a Muppet have ever encountered on, and given musically to us, the audience. Definitely the standout track in that movie. Pet it out. All right, I'm going to follow up that nomination with one of my personal favorites, um, How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Yeah. I think John Powell really knocked it out of the park with that um, sort of Celtic, kind of Viking-sounding soundtrack. Um, did the sort of typical um, John Williams-esque, well, really a lot of traditional um, like operas did this, but having like a theme for each character... That mm -hmm. they come back to and interweave, um, and it's just executed beautifully in that movie. Well, that is a good soundtrack. I'm gonna make sure I do have this recording. All right, cool. I, I looked down on my computer and I had a slight uh, breakdown because usually when I do this, I have kind of those green bars going up and down that are showing I'm recording audio, but I had it on like Google for a second, so I was Ooh. like, "Am I still recording?" Okay, so How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, I'm gonna go with. This is gonna be my intermittent. We're going to do five for this one, just because I've thought of one on the top of my head, and I want to think of a better one. Okay. But I always loved the Monsters, Inc. soundtrack. Just, yeah. it's kind of jazzy feel, and I want to say I'm a fan of jazz. I haven't listened to a lot of jazz. I'm definitely not as big a fan of jazz as our friend Connor, who constantly posts on his Instagram stories obscure records that no one's heard of, but he loves to death. It's much appreciated. God bless Connor. Uh, Connor adds much needed culture to our music listening experiences. He makes me feel so much more cool than I am. That was a lie. I love Connor. Anywho, Monsters Inc. That's Monsters Inc. is good. And I'm gonna come around to another one. I just gotta think of it. But in the meantime, Noah, what is the fourth nominee hmm. for the all time on the fly Oscars? Well, on the fly all time Oscars. Uh, can I give an honorable mention before I hit my fourth? We can do six. Six? All right. Well, 
We've got um, another movie coming back into the running, and that is Into the Spider-Verse. Also Ooh. has a fantastic soundtrack. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Great hip-hop songs. It's a amazing fit for Spider-Man. I don't know why it hasn't been done before that. Um, but also, just the, the soundtrack itself, like the instrumentals are really cool. Um, I don't really know how to describe them other than really cool and kind of glitchy. And hip-hop. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. When he really said, like you're my sunflower, it changed Noah's life. <laughs> Noah was exactly. like, you know what, I am his sunflower. And to this day, he still is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to verbally spew some spaghetti, verbal spaghetti out here, just trying to hone in on a, a soundtrack. Let's see. Had to listen to a lot of, uh, had to is a rough word. I got the experience to listen to a lot of, what was the guy? Hans Zimmer. Because for Ooh. a while, one of my bosses would be like, hey, Alexa, play Hans Zimmer's Essentials. And she would do it. And so I listened to a bunch. I'm like, these are pretty good. Uh, I listened to a lot of the one song on Hercules, the I Am On My Way. Whenever I'm playing uh, this game called Breath of the Wild and I have like a long way to travel, I just put that on to make it sound grand and mostly to annoy my roommate. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else verbal spaghetti can I say before I get to the prime? You know... Yeah, actually, I'm going to throw a curveball out here. One you haven't seen, and I've told you to watch, and I know you won't because your dad doesn't like it. The movie Swiss Army Man, yes. which is about a uh, one Paul Dano, who doesn't play Paul Dano, meets Daniel Radcliffe, who plays the corpse of Daniel Radcliffe. Or I think his name's actually Manny. But he meets a corpse, and the corpse turns out to be alive and also is like a Swiss Army tool. Uh, and the whole... Cole got a kick out of that. We'll have to watch that movie. Or you laughed at something else I can't tell. Anywho. You really don't want to be a part of this, do you? I am so sorry. <laughs> Anywho. I do uh, want to be a part of it, for the record. Okay. I'm glad you put that in there. Otherwise, I would feel like a jerk. <laughs> Anywho. Swiss Army Man. The whole soundtrack is like this acapella. Like, just it feels whimsical. And... Uh, it's kind of got repeated bits almost where they'll like refer back to like other parts where like earlier on in the movie you know the live guy talks to dead Daniel Radcliffe who goes if you don't know Jurassic Park you don't know insert expletive or whatnot and like later on they have like an acapella version of the Jurassic Park theme song I have heard that track it's very good it is oh my gosh you need to watch the movie just for that soundtrack and also your dad doesn't know anything that movie's great a little weird but Actually, it's really weird. But it's really good. Swiss Army Man. That's my final... Parental guidance advised with that movie. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Peter, do not watch that. <laughs> um, okay, do I get one more nomination? You do, and then we're capping it off at six. Okay, I think this movie and its soundtrack made a huge impact on culture, and you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who does not recognize at least one of the songs from this movie... And that would be, of course, Star Wars. Hmm. Darth Vader's... Um, dun, 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 I don't know if that's copyrighted, but... Uh, <laughs> the Imperial March is so iconic. Um, Luke's theme, also iconic. The Force theme gets me moved every time I watch it. It's great. I love it. 
It is hard not to put Dennis Stowers as best soundtrack of all time. Is mm-hmm. it not? John Williams is just undefeated in my book. Papa Williams. That one's for you, Peter. <laughs> Anywho, uh, next category, I'm going to say biggest career. Let's, let's get the best, you know, the Oscar nominees for the biggest uh, career mistake in Hollywood. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm going. I'm going abstract. It's also it's still movies, but it's a little out there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write career mistakes here. I'm trying to think of a career mistake that someone has made. Let me give my first example. See if that inspires okay, you. Yeah. I'm gonna say the first one to mind. Uh, the Oscar goes to Joe Pesci, or it is uh, nominated for Joe Pesci, who is the the small guy, the small criminal in Home Alone. Mm. which I'm going to say that's his biggest mistake because Joe Pesci is more, outside of that role, most famously known for being in a lot of Martin Scorsese films. He usually plays like a gangster who's just, you know, crass talking, just an awful human being. But I can never take him seriously because the first thing I saw him in was Home Alone as the uh, bumbling criminal who got beaten up by a 12-year-old. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he sees it as a career win, a career high. But I just see it as, like, I cannot take him seriously. Seriously? Seriously. Seriously. I don't think I can even spell his name. Home Alone. So that's the first, you know, biggest career mistake nomination. Okay. What is his name? I'm thinking of a person. Describe them. Who made a very big mistake. And that mistake was going off the rails and kidnapping some people. And then being on oh, the Ezra Miller. The Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a very um it's a very what is the word? Contemporary not the right word. It happened very recently. Very fresh in my mind. It is a hell of a drug. Kind of has been going on for quite a while cuz I remember hearing back in 2020 2020 mm. like apparently there was some woman on the streets who saw him. And she had said something, and he, like, choked her out on camera. Oh, gosh. Like, it was recorded and everything. Everyone kind of swept under the rug and forgot about it. But now that all the stuff's come back, everyone's like, oh, that's right. He kind of did that thing, didn't he? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, big mistake, losing his mind. Yeah, that's uh, that's on him. Would not advise. Uh, here he's getting help, though. So, best of luck to you, Mr. Miller. Or whatever, Miller. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Bold of you to say mister. Yeah, that's on me. <laughs> Anywho, I cut that bit out. Uh, bup, bup, bup. My next mistake goes to Matt Damon. Have you heard about really? Matt Damon and Avatar? No. So allegedly, so have you seen original flavor Avatar or even Avatar 2, A Taste of Water? I have not. And I've considered it and then I've watched the trailers and I've just been like, nah. It's kind, isn't it kind of a long movie? It is, but... Uh, so my Avatar story, I saw it back when it came out in theaters. I saw it twice because my dad went twice and took me. And I thought it was really cool. You know, I was blown away. I proceeded not to watch it for several years. And I kind of get caught in the cultural zeitgeist of like, oh, yeah, frick this Avatar movie. It comes out as like the highest graded movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Why should I care? And that's my mentality going into the second one where, you know, he's kind of James Cameron is saying all this stuff like, Oh man, this movie's got to be like one of the highest rated movie or highest grossing movies of all time to like justify its cost, which it actually did do. Wow. And going into that, I'm like, oh man, heck, 
heck with you, Mr. Cameron, to think that I'm going to still care. Us, the world, is going to care about this franchise ten years later. And then me and my brother watched the first one, like, the week before we saw the second one. We're like, that actually was pretty entertaining. We had a good time. Really? Uh, the visuals still held up, and we really enjoyed it. Apparently, that was the first time he sat down and watched it. Like, he would see it on uh, TV here and there, and he was like, I don't know why everyone talks about this movie. Yeah. Watched it in full. He's like, that was pretty good. Okay. And then, So, what did Matt Damon do? Well, I'm going to get to that in a second. I want to finish my Avatar story, too. Ah. Where we went to watch the second one. We saw it in, like, you know, 3D, IMAX, and whatnot. And we walked out, and we're like... Gosh dang it, this movie's got to do really well because I really want to see a third one. I loved wow. it. it. I really wanted to go another time just to see it in 3D because like, there's a lot of underwater stuff and I mm-hmm. love underwater stuff. Mm. Like Finding Nemo, just, you know, something cliche to say, but something magical about the uh, the underwater world. Yeah. But So Matt Damon's big mistake was uh, he apparently was a first approached to be in uh, Avatar as the main guy. And the pitch was, hey, Mr. 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 Matt Damon, if you be our main character, we will give you, like, I don't know, 10% of the movie's gross. Which, wow. you know, isn't a mistake originally. You're like, eh, seems weird. I don't grasp it. I'm going to pass. Until you see the box office numbers like, oh, this is the highest gross movie of all time. Yikes. And 10% of those profits would have gone into my bank account. That's crazy. Big mistake. That is why he is our third nominee for career mistakes, Matt Damon. You gotta say he has done well for himself outside of that movie, though. He has. I mean, I'm it's glad. hard to say I'm it's glad a mistake. It didn't ruin him. It's hard. I mean, it wouldn't ruin a, any actor because, like, he's still making money. Even if he never makes a movie again, yeah. As long as he's smart, he will be fine. But just to be like, I could have made the easiest million dollars. Right. Right. And that's probably even being light about it. Like mm. he. Probably would have been $10 million, because that maybe we made, like, at least a billion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You can kick yourself for a little bit, but move on. But big mistake of the time. Okay, let's see. What what will be my last nomination? I'm not quite as familiar with the inner workings of Hollywood as you are, and I don't really keep up with actors outside of their movies that much. A little sad that you think I am, but... Continue. Well, I mean, just more than me, not not to an insane degree. Okay. Um, just a concerning degree. A concerning degree. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, all right. How about... See, I don't know if this is a mistake on the part of this actor, but I think it was a mistake on the part of the people who cast this actor... And I'll probably get a lot of hate for this, but I don't think that Frodo was cast very well in The Lord of the Rings. Eh. He just does not look like a hobbit. Um, uh, the person who played Bilbo, Martin Freeman, would have been much better as Frodo in the original movies, I think. So, But hard to call that a career mistake because um, he's done great with that, I'm sure, financially. So... Especially with all the reruns. I'm going to pause this for a second. I'm terrified I'm running this out of the computer audio and not the microphone audio. I think I might be, and I'm mad at myself, but mm. I'm going to check that. We're good. I'm just overly paranoid today for some reason. <sighs> so yeah, Frodo. Uh, I realized on this sheet I'm writing down, I've written down all the actor's name, and then for this one I just wrote Frodo. I didn't <laughs> nice. write Elijah Wood. 
No offense to Elijah Wood. He's a good actor. He just doesn't really look like a hobbit. If he, I feel like I'm going to disagree because I feel like he kind of has a weaselly vibe to him, which I feel like is... Hobbits aren't weaselly. They're gophery. Okay. Let's they're not hamstery. Get, let's not get into semantics here. I don't know. I also can't... Like, what a big break for Elijah Wood like to be in this huge movie franchise. Yeah. I can't name anything else huge he's been in. He was in Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Uh, he's... It's probably. really probably the opposite of a career mistake. So it was maybe career, doesn't belong on this list. It was a career win for him. You can say he was in the short-lived YouTube series Wood Wood. Wood they Wood? asked him, "Would Wood do this?" <laughs> I do like that. Is that actually a thing? Yeah. Is that what that clip is where the guy says, "Have you worn wigs? Will you wear wigs? When will you wear wigs?" Exactly. No. Nice. Is that is that from that? I've I've seen the clip, but I think it's from like a, a blooper of like a bunch of uh, interview stuff they did for. Mm. Uh, could have sparked Woodwood though. Could have. Woodwood. Are you looking this up now? Or are you looking up different stuff? I'm looking over at Cole's computer to see what he's doing homework wise. You trying to buy shirts? Exactly. Nice. No homework. All right. So that's career mistakes. Uh, we're now what five or four categories in? Mm-hmm. Give us give us another one, Noah. No, no. All right, I've been holding this one in the back of my mind for a while, but I think it's time to break it out. How about the Oscar for the best Oscar? Best Oscar. And I'm not talking about awards. I'm talking about actual Oscars. Okay. Do we know enough Oscars? Surely we can think of four. All right, we'll all go first. The one we're all thinking of, Oscar Isaac. Yep, yep. He's a good one for sure. And I'll follow that by um, another very famous part of um, the cultural zeitgeist, and that would be Oscar the uh, the Grouch. All right, that I'm a little concerned because that was me and mine. Now I got to think of another Oscar. When I think of Oscar, what do I think of? Hmm. I don't know. I used to have like a thing I saw in my mind when I heard the word Oscar. Really? But now I don't remember what that was. It was prominent in my mind as a kid. And I remember that much, but I can't remember why it was prominent. Was it perhaps Oscar from The Office? No, that wasn't my nominee. You can have that. I'm going to say my Oscar nominee is NASCAR. NASCAR? NASCAR. Everyone's favorite race. <laughs> oh, NASCAR? Yeah. <laughs> but with nice. a with a pronunciation right. on the Mr. Noscar himself. All right, and I've already said this, but the final nomination is Oscar from The Office. All right, Oscar, The Office. All right, next Oscar category. I was going to go Weird and Zany, but I might just go for another movie one, because I feel like that's worth the discussion. But also, Weird and Zany, it's kind of our weird weird house, wheelhouse. That's uh, very true. Hmm. I wanted to go down a weird rabbit hole and go, like, all Oscar for the best fonts. Ooh, we're, we're big ooh. design people. You know what? Screw it. We're doing it. Uh, best fonts. Oscar for the best font. All right. Um... Hmm. Best font. Well, this may not be a very exciting nomination, but I think that we would be amiss to not include it. Hold up. No matter what, these are going to be boring to anyone else. So we just got to... 
Uh, that's barrel through that's it. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, you can't talk about fonts without mentioning Helvetica. All right, Helvetica. The arguably best sans serif humanist hmm. neo grotesque font. I'm going to give do one better and. I'm going to say it's the same category, but I'm going to feel like an idiot if it isn't, because I don't know as much of fonts as you do. But I'm going to say Futura. Mm. Is that humanist neo It is. It is sans serif, but it's geometric. Mm-hmm. Not of humanist. Course. My bad. Uh, but it's, if you see a lot of like kind of 70s inspired stuff, like that's a lot of what you're seeing. Yep, yep. I think it's good in a classic sense. I think it's making a comeback. I think it looks good on modern things. Uh, I find myself using it a lot on a lot of my own personal projects. Future is very good. Um, I'm going to throw a font in the mix that I have only... (coughs) Oh, goodness. Excuse me. That I've only recently become aware of, um, thanks to Cole, and that's Bookman. Bookman. Bookman is a fantastic um, kind of retro font that has a lot of alternate characters, a lot of swashes. I'm going to look this up. It's sort uh, sort of soft serif font um, that you see on a lot of old books at like thrift stores and yard sales and stuff. Okay, Bookman. Yeah, it's nice. So I've gotten a font and I've got a lot of n- images of Nathan Bookman. <laughs> My preferred version is Bookmania. Bookmania? Bookmania. Oh, is that the one with all the alternate versions? But it's based on a Bookman. Okay, I Okay, Bookmania. Gotcha. Interesting. Alright, uh... I'm going to give the last two nominees, because I feel like, one, to keep the audience engaged, we're going to throw in Comic Sans. Oh, wow. I have an opinion on this. Uh, go on. When people write words and in Instagram stories, it should only be in Comic Sans. <laughs> Any text in an Instagram story should be Comic Sans. Can I ask a follow-up question? Is that because anyone who puts... You know, stories on Instagram are just kind of clowns because I think we're going to take time to read that. No, it's because that's the way God intended it. Okay. God intended it. Of so, course. Comic Sans for the, the pity vote, if you will. And I'm going to follow up with one I really do like called Bebas Noe. Ooh. Did I say yeah. that right? I say Bebas Noy, but <laughs> I don't know what's correct. Is that genuine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me look it up how it's. Uh, well, I'm, I, that didn't record because I was uh, going to try to Google search something and I pressed something and it stopped recording. Uh, I am messing up everything today. Uh, I almost did that font, actually. Okay, but because they didn't hear you and they don't care what you have to say, they care what I have to say. Mm. Uh, that's not true. It is B-E-B-A-S space N-E-U-E. I was one letter off. So what did I say? Bebas Nue? And I said Bebas Noy. I love how we went way different on each one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we don't know how to spell it, but it is like a kind of a bold, kind of a elongated font. When I see it, I think coffee shop. And that's kind of what I used. Oh, for, interesting. Yeah. I used that on a project we had to do for like a Victorian coffee shop menu that we had to make like a little logo and mm-hmm. make a menu. I use it regularly at my work um, with content logistics, like I did it for Hoover Restaurant Week, I use it for some of our own stuff. I use it in a lot, but it's just a really good general purpose mm. kind of geometric sans that's you know compressed, like you were saying. Yeah, changing the colors and the applications can wildly change sort of the vibe that it gives. It's it's really good. It is a really fun font. All right, now whoever tuned out, you can come back in. We're not talking about fonts anymore. 
Uh, Noah, hit us with our next category. Hmm. Okay, let's do another movie category. How about... Um... Oh, let's just do uh, best movie director of all time. All right, best director. Gosh, I gotta. I, you know, I have like five or four, and I gotta bring it down. Uh, so I guess I gotta go first. Well, I can start if you want to narrow it down. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll give an honorary one first, just to throw one out, uh, just to keep it in the cultural zeitgeist, because I know everyone kind of knows him now. Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. sure, I know a lot of people aren't his biggest fan now, that he's kind of in everything, and his shtick can get a little old, and I know a lot of people didn't like Thor Love and Thunder, but... Guilty. Um, I liked it. I think it was a good time. I enjoyed it. You really didn't like it? It was a... I, li- I'm, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Ragnarok. It okay. Was, and I was kind of let down, because I was expecting it to be as good, if not better, than Ragnarok. I gotcha. But anywho, again, like he did Ragnarok, which a lot of people liked... He's done a lot of other great stuff before that. He made a movie called uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which is something I'm, I'm going to bring up a category in a minute. I'm going to bring that back. Mm. Uh, so I'll tell about that more later. He did a movie called, like a mockumentary about vampires living together, What We Do in the Shadows. He did some coming-of-age stuff, uh, Jojo Rabbit, Boy. Really, the only like misfire I'd say he's had is his first movie called Eagle vs. Shark. Not great, but everything else, I mean... Even the one you didn't like, you know, yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder, still good movies. Yeah, I didn't dislike it to be honest. I just didn't like it as much as some of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my throw out there. I'm gonna at least give three, just because I've got opinions and they're gonna be heard. Uh, but can go on. All right. Um, I would like to propose as a nomination, um, Christopher Nolan. I've watched almost all of his movies at this point, at least the ones that matter, not his Ooh. very early ones that are not really Nolan-y. Um, Nolan-y? But he, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, he's just very consistently delivers sort of like mind-bending movies, and I really enjoy it. I like a movie that makes you think. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to have to go cliche here. Uh, the old QT, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I know that's like what every white college boy says. Man, amazing director, but... Uh, I'm going through with two of our friends whose names are Tommy Wilson, who listens to the podcast. What up? And also <laughs> Tim Larson. We've been going through all like the Tarantino movies, just sort of watching him and ranking him as we go. And what I've been saying, what they've been realizing is like he just hasn't really made a bad movie. Even the movies that we're like, putting on the bottom of this list, they're still really good and really enjoyable. Mm. Which is Jackie Brown, which is a Really silly, silly, really solid movie about, again, this woman who's a flight attendant, kind of envelope, just dead-end job, kind of caught between, like, the FBI and this arms dealer, and she sort of comes oh. out on top. Oh, wow. Uh, no, it's, it's a fun, it's a good, solid movie. Right. It's, it's like three hours, but it keeps you gripped. For the record, I didn't clap for Tim because I don't think he listens, but I do clap for Tim in my mind every time I see him. Good to know. Uh, but yeah, Tarantino... His worst movies are really good, and his best movies are really great. So that's out there. Okay, let's see. How many are we? Three. Again, I'm going to at least give three. Maybe I'll give four. Okay. Um, I would like to put maybe one that people would not be expecting necessarily. 
Um, but that would be John Favreau. Mm. The more I find out about stuff that he's involved with, I'm like, this guy just does not miss. I mean, Elf is fantastic. Uh, have you seen the new Lion King? Uh, I yeah, haven't, but I true. assume it's not great. The new Lion King wasn't great, but the Jungle Book was very good. Here's the thing. I haven't seen the Jungle Book either. Either one, actually. I haven't seen the old one or the new one. Oh, wow. Cole gave me a look. He gave me, like, a stank eye. Um, Fantastic film. But, yeah, I mean, no matter how good the new one was, that has to be 100% blame for, like, the Disney drought we've been we've gotten. Where, like, every That's movie true. we got is like, oh, the Jungle Book did really well. You mean a live-action adaptation of a classic animated film? Let's do that for... Has it been 10? No, it hasn't been 10 years now. It's at least been five. That one came out, what, 2016? Hmm. You're asking the wrong person. I don't know. I'm assuming it came out in, like, 2016, 2015... We're now in 2023. They're still doing this, so I it is crazy. Blame a lot of that on that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but John Favreau is. I like also that he um, makes cameos in a lot of his movies, which a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. But yeah, lift off, lift, lift off. Yeah, a few things. He was Iron Man, Elf, mm-hmm. uh, The Mandalorian, uh, Iron Man Two. But yeah, he's. I think just a solid crowd pleaser. Yeah. I'm going to go, I can't go, you know, talk favorite directors without talking about this guy. And I usually talk about him without even talking about this. Edgar Wright. Yep. I knew you were going to list him, so I didn't. Honestly, but he's great. it would have been nice if you had, because I could have then done my other ones. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I didn't think about that. But uh, yeah, Edgar Wright, obviously, if you know anything about me, I'm a big fan of his movies. My whole senior project was revolved around redesigning certain posters for certain movies he's done and kind of doing posters, t-shirts, you know, Blu-ray covers. I'm looking at the posters right now. They still hold up. Uh, So yeah, Edgar Wright. I mean, the only movie I haven't seen of his is something he did like when he was really young called The Fistful of Fingers, which I think (laughs) was a play on A Fistful of Dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, Would you... Probably his most popularly known movie is uh, Baby Driver, wouldn't you say? I would agree. I think Baby Driver... And that, I think, was a lot of my pitch for my senior project was, like, Baby Driver did so well, so now it's like I'm proposing, like, as if the first... His, like, three cult classics were put back in theaters with, like, from the guy who brought Baby Driver. Nice. But, uh, yeah, Baby Driver was a big hit. Most recently he did Last Night in Soho. And a documentary called The Sparks Brothers about a band that's been making music since the 70s. Mm. Still making music now. It was a cool documentary. Um, all around. Solid director. Alright. So then I put that at five. Do you want to do one more? Um, I don't have another one in the chamber right now, but if you had another one that you wanted to list, uh, go for it. I'll list off. I think my honorable mention, I'm not going to write them down. David Fincher. He's really good at just doing, like, grimy environments that mm. just, you feel nasty, but, like, in a, man, I love this nasty movie kind of way. So he did Fight Club, Seven, Zodiac, uh, a little different. He did The Social Network. Um, oh, interesting. Also, a little out of his wheelhouse, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which I really did enjoy. Mm. Uh, so all-around solid director, but he's not making... The nominees, because I really do like him, but I feel like i got to give it to the Cullen brothers. Ah, yes. They do a lot of, they've done a lot of classic films, Raising Arizona, Fargo. They did, they were executive producers on the show Fargo, 
The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And a lot of heavy hitters. They have a huge list of movies. And like also, like, like I mentioned the band Sparks, who that documentary is about. Making movie, movies since like the early 80s, still going now. Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Hail Caesar. And again, another group where like even their movies that you're kind of like, eh, it wasn't the best, you're still leaving with a feeling of like, it was a solid movie. I had a good time. So, the Cohen Brothers. Let's go Brothers Cohen. Cohen Brothers. Alright, so that was your group. I'm curious how many more we want to do. Because uh, we are now at, where is the time on this thing? We're like at 52 minutes. Ooh, we should probably, let's do one more each. Okay. And wrap it up. Uh, I'll stick with movies for at least this one. And then we'll see where we go. Uh, best movie just to watch like well that's a I'm gonna start over again let me try again best movie night movie as in like you're with a group of people and everyone's like hey um a movie shall we watch Mm -hmm. said Yoda and then everyone's like oh let me throw this suggestion out okay yeah so it's gonna be a movie that's not too edgy um not too far in any direction um be it Horror, comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, just a movie just, that like you think, hey, if I suggest this movie and we watch it, pretty much everyone's gonna yeah, leave. Mass appeal. With not even not even like the best movie ever they've seen, but like they're like, hey, I had a really good time and I watched a really good movie. Nice. I like this category. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm guessing that this is probably what you were referencing when you brought up um, Hunt for the Wilder People. It was. So I'm just gonna put that there because I think we both agree. Absolutely. There are so many movie nights that I've gone to. I'm like, hey, I'm with the Wilder people. Every time I bring up that movie at a movie night, it ends up being somebody there will make the comment, this may be my new favorite movie. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It is really it's solid. fantastic. So again, I doubt anyone listening to this are like huge nerds who, going back to the whole Taika Waititi, Love and Thunder discourse... Just being like online and reading a lot of stuff, like people vehemently hate that movie. Oh, really? And they're like, "Man, Taika Waititi sucks! What a dirtbag! What a jerk!" It's like, look, this movie was like one notch wackier than Ragnarok, and right. like everyone's decided, like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's the worst director ever." This movie vehemently proves that's not true. Like, it is the most heartfelt, most like mm-hmm. just innocent, just makes you feel good. It's yeah, it's definitely a feel good movie. Hunt for the Wilder People. It's great. All right, let's see. What's another good movie night movie? Um, actually, we mentioned this the other night, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. Not the other night, earlier. Just we mentioned that. Uh, but that is a really good movie night movie. You, it's like a bunch of like little mini stories, mm-hmm. one right after the other. And a nice, uh, satisfying ending, too. Fun fact, uh, that movie, I think, was like one of the first movies that like the entire thing was color-corrected. Really? Where, like, so again, color correcting is where in a movie, you know, if you have, like, a movie that takes place maybe in, like, a scene that takes place in Russia, usually they'll color tinted to, like, it's a deep blue. Mm-hmm. That's not how Russia looks. But for some reason, directors have decided, like, oh, the screen is, like, a kind of a hazy blue. You're in Russia. Hmm. But, like, that was kind of what I think a lot of digital film editing was coming into the reins, where beforehand it was all on you know film film and you had to actually alter the film this i guess was still probably shot that way i don't really know what i'm talking about i'm just trying to sound smart but, this but movie, i have read this that this was like the first movie that like the entire thing was color 
If I remember correctly, it was a very kind of like orange movie. Yeah, it had like a sepia tone to it, which kind of gave you that old western feel. Yeah, it's cool. Which, for anyone who doesn't know, this movie is like a a old west reinterpretation of the Odyssey, Mm -hmm. where these kind of these three weary travelers travel from the metaphorical Troy to wherever they're going back to Greece, or is it Rome? Ooh, Um, this is you're talking about the Odyssey. I believe it's Greece. Okay. Well, I was in the ballpark. Uh, but yeah, that's Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, my next nominee, just because we're going to go back through stuff we've already mentioned, but just for this category, Baby Driver. Mm. That is, if you haven't seen it, it's basically, I can't really call it a heist movie, because it revolves around like this getaway driver for heists, but the entire thing is basically soundtracked where every like beat of the movie goes to a beat of a song... And it just keeps you there for a wild ride the whole time. Yeah. Really yeah, solid. Very good. Baby Driver. That's the Edgar Wright film. So we have three movies from three of the directors we mentioned, which is Taika nice. Waititi, The Coen Brothers, and Edgar Wright. Okay. Um, I'll bring up a movie that's maybe... I've, there's a chance that this movie would... You have to read the room, I guess, to suggest this movie, but I think it's a really good movie. And that would be um, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. Have you you've seen it, right? I have seen it. We watched it together. That's right. That's right. I think it's a really good movie. Um, what what room would you say you have to read? Like just a room that's like cold hearted, or well, you just have to. The movie could potentially be viewed as a little bit like exploitative, a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't think it was. You have to know that, like, the backstory of the movie and why it was made in what... Do you want to explain that? Because I know the story, but, like, this makes for a good conversation. Sure. So the movie is about a a special needs kid who escapes from... Escapes. He runs away from a um, retirement home. I think escapes is a prime term because there are bars on there and he does break through the bars to get out. Yeah, that's true. And then... um, and then, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, who is kind of on the run for some uh, local crimes, meets up with him. They become best friends, and they travel down to Florida to find a wrestler who, who the kid really likes. And so, the way that this movie was made is they were actually doing a film camp, mm-hmm. and the kid who plays the special needs kid in the movie... Is act, does actually have special needs and he was at the camp and he asked them hey can you make a movie about me and they're like yes you're actually a good actor let's hmm. do it and it's an amazing movie but if you didn't know that and if you thought that somebody was like you just think they're going off the feels of like oh we have a special needs right, kid right and that could be taken as uh, in bad taste but because it wasn't done in bad taste and it was done very genuinely mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic movie have you seen uh, the trailers for this new Woody Harrelson movie coming out no I feel like it might be in response to this movie where so it's about Woody Harrelson who's like he's an NBA coach and he gets kicked out I've only seen the trailer so I'm only going off what mm. I know from that but it seems like he's kicked out of that and he's given a new coaching job of like a special needs basketball team Oh, okay. And he's kind of coaching that. So I I don't know. If, I feel like that's kind of responsive like, oh, you've got this really heartfelt film about uh, a special needs kid. Great. We've got a whole team of them. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you leave the jury out. Seems like it could be fun and heartfelt. Yeah. But I think having that element does, doesn't 
guarantee that it will be good or bad. So mm-hmm. I just think it's like an interesting. We were probably like, oh wow, that did really well. People really liked it. Right. Let's right, one up right. them with a like <laughs> a whole team. Whole team. Uh, so what's another good party movie? Just sit down. I'm gonna say an honorable mention because we did this a while back. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. Can't go wrong. You saw it for the first time not too long ago. Yeah, I think. That was a special case that a lot of us had not seen that, but generally, at least in my opinion, a good party movie has to be one that at least half of the people have not seen. Mm. And so it can't be like Star Wars or one of the Marvel gotcha. movies. I would say Swiss Army Man, but I feel like that would be very polarizing because I feel like it's a very big... Uh, you need that feel to it. In the same vein, another honorable mention by the same director is Everything Ever All at Once. Mm. Which is in the actual Oscars this year. Oh, wow. For a lot of stuff. Uh, best picture, best soundtrack, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Wow. Uh, and a lot of other stuff. That's crazy. I think I mentioned this to you. What's it ridiculous? Like, there's a lot of special effects in that movie that are really good. Mm-hmm. Whole team was done by nine people. Wow. <laughs> or the whole thing was done by nine people. I think including the directors. I feel um, like a movie like that, you could just really go wild with effects and like have fun. And I feel like it could have been a passion project for the special effects people. I could, could be. And this is like their second movie too. Mm. And they're two for two for me right now. If they, My rule is if they do a third one that I really like, they're on my list. Which, nice. my top director list, you've heard some of it. Tarantino, Watiti, Edgar Wright, uh, Coen Brothers, David Fincher... And I feel like there was a fourth one that I feel really bad that I've forgotten. But what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have another. Well, party movie. Yes. Do but, it. I'm still thinking. Okay, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Is a great party movie. It is a good one. Yeah, it's I. I don't know that I could tell you why. It's just I think it's probably the most family friendly of Wes Anderson's movies. It gives you the warm fuzzy feelings. Yep. Yep. And it's literally colored warmly, and many of the characters are fuzzy. Wow. Okay. Uh, Chew on that. No. I will. Party um, pleasing movie. How many is that for party movies? That's technically five, so I guess we could All stop right. it there. I'm debating if I want to give at least one more, because I feel like there's something out there. You know? Party pleasing movies. I almost said an honorable mention goes to Napoleon Dynamite, but I've met enough people that like really dislike that kind of like super stupid humor. It is a bit niche. Yeah, and so I don't know that it's good for all parties. Yeah, I think this list is good enough where nothing really feels niche, and it's like really anyone can kind of mm-hmm. sit down and enjoy it. You know what? I'm going to go a little seasonal. I'm going to say Klaus. Oh, yeah. Great this, movie. This is a Christmas movie that was a Netflix original Really cool animation style, which, again, anything I think in this day and age that's sort of doing anything fun can be harkened back to the Spider-Verse. Yep. But that's another conversation. But it's just a fun retelling of, like, well, what if this was the story of Santa Claus? And just shows him as, like, a Norwegian postman, and he works like this old woodsman who looks like Santa Claus. Really fun story. A lot of heart. Really good time. Uh, But, yeah, Klaus. I'm going to say that as a party-pleasing movie. Even though it's mostly watched in December. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, do you have one more category you want to get into? Uh, let's do a quick fun one, and that would be the Oscars nominations for gas station purchases. Gas station purchases. Okay. I like that. That's good. Oh, thank you. 
Um, I'll just go ahead and kick it off with the number one gas station purchase, and that is the mini M&Ms that come in the little tube. Mm -hmm. The candy to chocolate ratio is much better, and they melt a little bit quicker. So you get that sort of like soft M&M, and you, you can just pop the top and just dump them in your mouth. They're so good. Popping them and dump them. Uh, I'm going to go for a whole category here within this category. Mm. I'm going to say any Reese's product, which props to that company for being like, hey, we've got one product. We're doing it pretty well. People like it. Uh, but let's just kick it out of the park and just go wild. Let's make like 10 different candy bars. Let's make more cups but put peanuts in them. You know what? Let's make more cups and put our other product and the Reese's Pieces in them. And I don't know, just there's a whole section and it lights up orange and it just grabs your eye and it yeah, doesn't let it that's go. That's true, that's true. And it's great. I know you don't eat them because you're like scared of peanuts or something. I cannot partake, sadly. Biologically, I cannot eat peanuts. But um, maybe in the new heaven and new earth. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, did you see they're trying to make just Reese's peanut butter? I think I've seen They're not trying, they've done it. I've bought a jar of it like at Publix one time really really sweet oh wow. I don't know if it's I'd do it again kind of like candy kind of okay granted this was like a year or two ago and maybe um, it wasn't a great time in my life mm. uh, not because of the peanut butter but oh no not because at of all course, of so course. maybe I'll need to go back and reevaluate alright said purchase um, let's see I my next nomination yes will be a certain candy that, while delicious, will absolutely wreck your tongue, and that would be Sour Skittles. Okay. I love a good sour candy. Sour Skittles are the best of the best in that category, in my opinion. But you do have to be careful, because if you eat a whole pack by yourself, I have very many times made mm. my tongue kind of bleed. So gotcha. that's not good, but the candies themselves are very good. All right, I'm going to go... Do you have another one you want to give? What? Do you have another nomination you want to give? Um, I'll throw Gatorade in the mix. Gatorade is right. a go-to um, gas station purchase that I feel like nobody buys it anywhere but the gas station. I, I buy, could be wrong. I have a pack here that I usually buy at Publix, just to prove you wrong. Uh, for me, though, Gatorade's more of a medicine. <laughs> Oh, where it does run that. Gatorade, yeah. <coughs> yeah, if my blood sugar drops too low, Gatorade's a good thing just to pound down for me. Mm -hmm. So I do buy them not at the gas station. I buy mine bulk at Publix. I can see how that would taint the experience. Yeah. So unfortunately, I do still like Gatorade, but uh, fruit snacks for me, they're like medicine. Where mm, yeah. if I'm like in a pinch and I got a few packs, I'll down one and I don't get to enjoy them. It's more like a... I gotta stop feeling the shaky shakes. Yeah, uh, but I'm gonna say honorable mention. I'm not gonna write it down. I usually get like a Bang Energy drink at a gas station. If I'm like on a road trip driving alone, usually between here and Florida, it's a good way just to no carbs, uh, no sugar. Apparently, I don't know what the frick they're putting in them, but I'm not gonna question it. Probably no real sugar. Probably not. No. Uh, Emphasis on real. Creatine or something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Neither do answer. I, but I put it in my body. Oh no, I dropped the pencil. Doesn't matter if that was the last one. Uh, but I, no, that was my honorable mention. The one I am going to say, uh, just for, throw a classic in there, the slushy or icy yeah. or whatever they call it, whatever station, you know, pay that 99 cents, fill that cup up. Gas station staple. Sit outside with your punk friends and drink your punk beverages. Slurp that slush. Slurp that slush.
But yeah, that is... Let me read through these just... And I'll write them down somewhere else. But our nominees for the different Oscar categories were on the fly. Oh gosh, we wrote a lot. <laughs> the animated all-time Oscar. Our nominees are... Into the Spider-Verse, Treasure Planet, Wally, and the Iron Giant. The all-time on-the-fly Oscar, all-the-time, always, always, forever. Uh, nominations for planets. The nominees are Pluto... Earth, Saturn, Neptune, and Mars. The on-the-fly, all-time on-the-fly Oscar nominees for Noah Granddaddy names are No-No, Chestnut, Bapa, which is trademark infringed, and The Grandest of Daddies. Hey. The on-the-fly, all-time on-the-fly Oscar nominees for sound Best Soundtrack goes to... <coughs> the Muppets in parentheses 2011 How to Train Your Dragon Monsters Inc Into the Spider-Verse Swiss Army Man and Star Wars The On the Fly All Time On the Fly What did I write here? Career Mistake Oscar nominees are Joe Pesci for being in Home Alone and never being taken seriously again Ezra Miller for being Ezra Miller Matt Damon for turning down Avatar and the casting director for Lord of the Rings for casting Elijah Wood as Frodo. I'm sorry. The on-the-fly, all-time, on-the-fly Oscar nominees for... Do I switch around every time, or am I doing that consistently? I, I feel like it's pretty consistent. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. The best Oscars nominees are Oscar Isaac, Oscar the Grouch, Noscar, <laughs> and Oscar from The Office. His last name I cannot remember. You know, now that you mention it, <laughs> I couldn't fly to me tell you either. We're both thinking, and we're not coming up with anything. Oh, well, we'll look it up later. The all-time, on-the-fly, all-time... Okay, that time I switched it up. The on-the-fly, all-time, on-the-fly Oscar for Best Font nominees are Helvetica, Futura, Bookman, Comic Sans and Bebas Noue, or commonly known also as Bebas Noue. Bebas Noue. I do like that. The on the fly, all time on the fly Oscar for Best Director goes to. No, it doesn't go to. Nominations, no, nominees are Taika Waititi, Christopher. No, I wrote Christy Nolan. Christopher <laughs> Nolan. I also wrote Quentin Ron and Quentin Tarantino. John Favreau, Edgar Wright. And the Cohen Brothers. The on-the-fly, all-time, on-the-fly Oscar nominees for party-pleasing movies are... Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Baby Driver. Peanut Butter Falcon. Fantastic Mr. Fox. And Klaus. Ah, what a good list. The on-the-fly, all-time, on-the-fly Oscar nominees for gas station purchases are... Mini M&M's. Any and all Reese's products. Sour Skittles, Gatorade, and Slushies slash Slurpees. That is the conclusion of the on-the-fly, all-time, on-the-fly Oscar nominations 2023 extravaganza. Uh, write that in your lunchbox. Please submit your votes to... Actually, while we're doing that, I'm going to make an know. email right now. How do I make an email? I go to gmail.com, right? Would that be on the fly at gmail.com? Or people could direct message our Instagram, maybe. 
They could, but like that just feels so unofficial. Mm. Also, I want to start a Twitter mm. just to figure out how to use Twitter. Now is the perfect time. All right, so if I sign out of my regular Google, my Gmail, I'm going to press use another account. Create account for myself, my child, or to manage my business. And can anybody guess what the next question is? For my child. <laughs> for my child. <laughs> okay, no thanks. Uh, let's see. You know what? For myself. Yeah. First name, on. <laughs> Last name, the fly. Username. Let's see. On the fly. Actually, I'll have that all lowercase because I don't know if they really... Okay. On the fly, do we want to do anything else there? 6969420? No. I think those are hacky emails. All right. Let's see if I that's taken. At gmail.com. Get those trash numbers out of there. Sorry. Only letters A through Z numbers and periods are allowed. Oh. That's all I used. Is there a space? No. Is it taken? Let's try this again. The username is taken. What? On the fly? Two. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> just do on the fly not dot com. Oh, yeah. Why don't we do in red dot com? Yeah. <laughs> Why is on the fly dot com taken? <laughs> on the fly at gmail. That user is taken. Oh, uh, uh, no. One. Two. Oh, we really doing this? Can I do two question mark? They allow that. Who's know. using on the fly as an email? What about what about the unofficial on the fly? Because isn't that Ooh, the, that is true. That's the Instagram. Unofficial. Shout out to our Instagram page. Unofficial on the fly. Unofficial on the fly. At unofficial on the fly. It is not taken. Hey. Did I spell unofficial right? U N O F F I C I A L. I think so. Go. And if you did spell it wrong, just send it to that misspelled one. Okay, uh, I googled it unofficial, I spelled it right. I'm not a fool. But then again, I did have to google that. Mm. Password? Uh, that's going to be secret. We should, we should tell everybody the password. <laughs> you know what you should do is make the password incorrect. So then it tells us what the password is. I've just shown no the password. Ooh, that's that's brilliant. Thank you. <sighs> I'm a little proud of that one. <laughs> and no one will know. Or will. Apparently, I have to use eight characters, so I don't think I can do that. I'm just making my regular password. <sighs> so uh, since I guess I'm not using it anymore, the password I was writing down was secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it? Yep. I'm clever. <laughs> I'm funny. Cole thinks it. He's so funny. He's so funny. You couldn't hear him. He was in the background. Uh, phone number. Oh, that's optional. Birthday. Uh, July 17. Props to anyone who's listening to us make a Gmail account. <laughs> you know what I that's was... That's a dedicated fan right you there. You know what I was planning to do? was uh, we were going to sit down and be like, hey, we're going to do it on the fly Oscars, but there's a twist. And I was going to move a chess piece because I've got a, I've got a chess board on uh, the table we're doing this on. So I thought, what what layers of intricacy if we just played chess while doing this? Oh, wow. And we'd be like calling out our moves. But it seemed like a lot, and also the table got pretty crowded. 
You didn't sit where I thought you'd sit, so it just didn't happen. Okay, what I, a shame. It's been a long time since I made a Gmail. But we're doing it unofficial on the fly. And I'll probably make a Twitter with the same handle. Turns out unofficial on the fly was too long for a Twitter username. And on the fly was taken, which I'm going to look into that account. I want to see what they're up to. Anywho, the official name of our Twitter account is now Unuff on the Fly, just a shortened version of unofficial, so that's U-N-O-F underscore on the fly. No spaces, I don't think they're allowed. So that's again U as in United, N as in Nancy, O as in of course, and F as in Frank underscore on the fly. Will anyone follow it? Probably not. Is anyone going to be using Twitter within the year? Probably not. But, you know, no time like the present. And we'll see how this goes. Uh, so either tweet at us, Instagram message us, or email us. Because now we have one. For or all, shout into the void. For all, you know what, I'm going to go bold here. For all ten of you listeners, I'm going to be bold enough to assume. I'm going to do the That's crime. a generous number. All right, let's listen off. we got Aaron McKee. Been there since day one. Well, let's not list them off because if we don't list somebody, it's gonna be they're gonna be sad. Fine, Aaron, you got a shout out. Uh, just take that and run with it. I'm going to be bold enough to assume we have ten listeners, but we have an e- email now. On the fly, unofficial, unofficial on the fly. I should have made it on the fly, unofficial on the fly. But I think this is easier. Unofficial on the fly. It's also our Instagram. It might be our Twitter if we ever get around to that. Is the Instagram unofficial on the fly or is it on the fly unofficial? Uh, you look that up. I technically don't have on Instagram on my phone right now. I'm doing the whole Lent thing. Uh, I will not be on that for the next several weeks. It is actually on the fly underscore unofficial. This is heartbreaking. Oof. Um, did you already submit the the Gmail account? I did. Uh, That's okay. Unofficial on the fly. That's not a crazy jump. I wonder. Can I change at my gmail.com? Insta- I think I can change the Instagram username if I ever get a chance. Uh, I think I can maybe do it on my. Yeah, my I changed iPad. mine one time. Okay, well, we'll try to change our Instagram to unofficial on the fly. Nice. Uh, but if we don't, it'll still be on the fly underscore unofficial. Our Gmail is currently unofficial on the fly, and a hypothetical Schrodinger's Twitter will be <laughs> unofficial on the fly. You know, we're, we're making strides. We're becoming more and more uh, official as we go. We're bringing on the fly into the 21st century. Into the cultural zeitgeist. Also, welcome to 2023. This is our first episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, between a year ago and now, I think we've done three. What you don't know is we've actually begun recording another special episode maybe our best episode yet but as long as i put the work in on that one uh but i'm not going to tell you what that is it's not done yet we've technically recorded a bunch of stuff that we just never did anything with and True. i think i'll put it just a compilation of like here's all the cutting room stuff okay just for all those diehard fans uh but yeah i think but like a year ago we did the mc ranking one president's day last year i think hmm or was it Labor Day? It was some Monday that was <laughs> That holiday. narrows it down to one-seventh of the year. Well, it was, a, it was a holiday Monday. We had work off. We did that. And then between that time and now, we did the one where we recorded it, and then we waited like several months to finish it up, where you uh, narrated yeah. it. 
And then it took forever to get together, and so I just recorded on with Daniel and pretended he was you. This is our problem. The more we go, the more um, sort of ambitious our ideas become, and then it takes forever to actually make the episodes. Do we want to style it back? Because I've... There's Maybe I feel so. like, there feel like there's like a pressure. It's like, man, I've told myself I never want to do the same thing twice. I want it to be the dumbest thing possible. Mm. But also, I want it to be fun. Yeah. I think it's also just we're just busy folk with busy jobs. and That's true. Speaking of which, how are you? I'm always let, on the let, move. Your, let the listeners know how, how's, how's, how's Noah doing. Oh, you know, same old, same old. I'm doing good. Happy to be here, you know? Good. I'm going to take that answer as well and give it to myself. All right. But <laughs> unhappy. But to unhappy to be here. Yes. Ooh. I'm furious. I can tell. You're scowling at me right now. I am. I'm not sure why. Because <laughs> I'm f- furious to be here. Hate to see it. Anywho. Uh, I think we're not like... We've done our nominations. We've made a Gmail. I mean, what have we not done on this podcast? I don't know. Uh, I would like to say big thanks to all of our new listeners who I've met since the last episode. Apparently, there are people who listen to this who I just didn't know who listened to it. Multiple people in Kentucky. I thought it was just one, but it's not. Hey! Um, well, at least multiple of them have listened to it. I don't know if they're going to listen to this episode. I'll take what I can get. Um, there was somebody else at church, I think. I'm so sorry if you're listening and I don't remember. Tommy? I know Potter listens. Tommy went through the entire <coughs> backlog, which is just in insane. In like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I got to talk to um, Kenny's younger brother peter peter how's it going peter <laughs> good to hear from you always nice to meet a fan and he said i was funnier than kenny no you said he said you were funnier than your brother josh well that he, is true but he, he also said i was funnier than you he did not didn't hear that that's a lie i'm gonna get that in writing from him later that he didn't say that <laughs> but yeah i mean i know we're probably itching to get off this so we can play video games but uh or chess games. Ooh, or a game of chess. Non-video games. Completely analog. I'll probably lose. I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. Oh, that's okay then. I... Do I even mention this? Yeah, Noah beats me at chess more than I do, and I don't like it, and it hurts my feelings. How often do you beat yourself at chess? I don't beat myself, I don't beat myself much. Uh, really? No. You always win? Against myself, yeah. Do you play chess against I yourself? I like to see that. <laughs> I have done it multiple times. <laughs> recently uh not recently thankfully okay um but yeah i definitely it's the temptation was too great i feel like if you're that hankering for a game of chess just start playing online chess i know you're against it Mm -mm. but that's like the coolest thing about chess is that it's completely analog you see and then you start playing on a phone it just loses the magic okay but take this into consideration there's some guy out there probably in norway who you've just asserted dominance over. You've just told him, like, USA, USA. You've, you've beaten him. You've shown him, like, you've just represented this country. Ooh, that is true. And, I don't know, just the idea, it connects us. I've been playing a bunch of it yeah, online yeah. and been, I don't know, it's kind of cool to see little flags pop up next to the name. It's like, oh, this guy's inside of the world. We're playing chess together. It is and cool. It's I'm, a very universal game. I've been doing really good online, except this one guy. I watched, and also what's nice about it is I can like watch the replays, and I can be like, I can go in like, here's what I did wrong. Oh my gosh, I watched one I did the other day. It was hard. Like I missed mm. so many things. It was a bad game. I'm a bad boy. Um, Do you think chess is the game that shows up the most in analogies? I feel like everybody compares everything to 
chess or 4D chess or checkmate or check like 4D it, chess. Oh, well, like they're like saying I'm like way I'm on a different level of existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, because they're they're all pawns in my game. I haven't yeah, heard exactly. the term pawns used. Chess. I love the, the idea that the world would be a very different place without chess. Interesting. The English language would be very different. What a weird turn this episode took. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll play a game of chess. Who knows? But yeah, that's uh, whatever we do. That's this thing on the fly, I guess, or something. We do still make this podcast. Despite some haters. <laughs> Probably, right? Oh, I'm sure we've got some haters. That does comfort me a little They're bit. They're the ones who keep me going, you know? <laughs> I do it to spite them. But yeah, that's this. Thanks for joining.